You're listening to Canary Crown Flyby. Food for thought for a place of faith. Hey everyone and welcome to Canary Cry Radio Apocalypse Update or Apocalypse Update. My name is Basil. And this is Gons. And that is Gons. And and there's also a third person named Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Natalina. There she is. Natalina. You guys know and love Natalina, great friend of the show, blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, she's here to help us out with today's Apocalypse Update, where we talk about all the things that you don't know are trying to kill you. Yep. Come on, guys. Ready. (laughs) Jump in here. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. So, um, I don't know. What do you guys got? I mean, there's a lot of things trying to kill us every day. My, My kitchen sink is constantly trying to do that. Talking about fluoridated water and all sorts of other stuff but we're reporting the things that you don't know are trying to right. kill you right this is space robots reptilians leprechauns well here's something uh vox reported the seven surprising things that government spends more money on than space exploration oh boy and there's some interesting ones here that may threaten your life okay for example improper medicare payments actually costs more than nasa's whole budget well, I don't even know what that means. It means bad Medicare is expensive. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> and then there's this other thing. NFL stadiums cost taxpayers more than exploring Jupiter's moon. What? People need to get their priorities straight. Destroyed weapons cost more than the Curiosity Mars rover. What does that mean, destroyed weapons? Uh, As the war in Afghanistan wound down, the U.S. military destroyed or abandoned more than $7 billion worth of weapons and other military equipment. Yeah, well, you can't keep that military-industrial complex going when you got weapons that last too long. I don't know why I did that accent, but (laughs) for some reason that was like a Dick Cheney thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know what that guy sounds like. He probably sounds like Mickey Mouse. Making pennies and nickels costs more than operating a threatened Mars rover. What would we do without pennies and nickels? You could probably build a Mars rover out of all of the pennies and nickels (laughs) that are just like laying around (laughs) my house. And then finally, payments to dead federal workers cost more than NASA's mission to Pluto. So people don't care about space. That's a great retirement plan. Where stuff may come to kill us, right? From space. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess, Planet X, Comet, Aliens, Reptilians. Fake moon. Moon is fake. We, we Moon's not flat, even real. Flat Earth. Space isn't even real, guys. Space, space it's all is an just illusion. an illusion. Exposed. Yeah. <laughs> Debunked. Space. <laughs> <laughs> so, Natalina, what are you worried about yeah. uh, getting you in the night? Well, oh boy, let's see. Um, there's a few articles here. One, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but Pope Francis is being credited with a miracle right now. Whoa. Yeah. Um, at least they're calling it a half miracle. And essentially what happened was there's who's, this. Who's calling it that? Well, the Huffington National Post. Federation of America. You know the liberals at the Huffington Post. They're only giving it a half miracle. <laughs> 
come on, commies. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, Saint Gennaro's blood is being held in this like sealed glass yep. scepter thing. I'm familiar. And I've actually seen it before. Well, you know then that mm-hmm. it's normally sort of um, dry blood, mm-hmm. and it, uh, when the Pope kissed the relic, it turned into liquid blood. Yeah, I think we yeah. talked about that in a really. We talked about well, okay. So last year, and this is why Pope Francis's miracle is so exciting for somebody out there, um, mm-hmm. because like the rumor has it. That every year this blood turns to liquid on a certain day. And if it doesn't turn to liquid, that means that the town, I forget what the town is called, but that region suffers like a natural disaster or something bad happens in the town. Like there's recorded that like earthquakes happen when the blood doesn't turn uh, into liquid. And I think it was either 2013 or 2014, something happened where the blood didn't turn to liquid and everybody was afraid. Um, and I think that's what we reported on guns must've been last mm. year or the year before. Yeah. I remember that. So, um, so yeah, Pope Francis saved a town with a kiss. Well, and this is, I just realized this is why they're calling it a half miracle because it only half liquefied. And so the pontiff, the Pope said, if only half of it liquefied, that means we still have work to do. We have to do better. But (laughs) did he, did he give it a little tongue the next time? (laughs) He's thinking about it. (laughs) It's like, how, how can I do better? How can I kiss this better? That's funny. All right. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, that could be um, a sign that, you know, I don't know. It's, the Pope is the Antichrist or what have you. Or whatever. <laughs> That's what a lot of people on Facebook are saying about Bible this prophecy story. fulfilled, false signs and wonders. There Half you miracle. Go. Yep. Yeah. Maybe false was just a, a wrong translation. Maybe it's half, half miracle. <laughs> And then there shall be half miracles. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, I mean, that Pope guy's doing a lot of interesting things recently. Yes. I mean, I guess he's always been doing interesting things, but I would like to talk to like a bona fide Catholic about mm-hmm. him. Not, I mean, not even in like a weird investigative journalist type of way. I just am interested on um, somebody who cares. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. So, if you're out there and you're a bona fide Catholic and you listen to our show, first of all, I'm sorry because I don't think we, we may take some jabs once in a while, but we love you. But also, I don't know, send us an email. Let us know what, what the Pope actually means to you, what you think about all his progressive ideas, because, um, you know, he's the Antichrist, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's what I keep hearing. That's what my Facebook feed tells me. No, he's the false prophet. Get it right, folks. Come on. He's not the Antichrist. Okay. He's the false prophet. That wasn't fair of me. (laughs) (laughs) You got some, Basil? Because otherwise, I have really important news to to tell people. No, all I have, and I just want everybody to know this is a subject that I really care about, is Amy's Kitchen has recalled their spinach pizza. Oh, no. Their spinach pizza. It's a frozen pizza spinach pizza for listeria concern 
which when I first read it, I didn't know what listeria was. And I thought that they were like referring to hysteria. Like you just eat the pizza and you just laughing uncontrollably. And then some, I don't know, 1920s doctors come and put you in a mental hospital. But that's not it. Listeria is a real disease. Thank you, Google. And so watch out for Amy's spinach pizza. That's all I got. Nice. Nice, contrib- <laughs> nice contribution to the apocalypse yeah. update. Yeah. Well, here, here's, yeah. here's some really important news. Gold, uh, the rally continues to lower the dollar in the U.S., you know, so gold's going down in value. But then, you know, we're supposed to have gold when the dollar crashes and all this stuff. Right. But even if you don't store gold, you might be in luck because... According to live science, poop could yield precious metals. What? What? Instead of flushing <laughs> millions down the toilet, humans could be mining their poop for gold. That's at least what some researchers with the U.S. Geological Survey think. You mean there's, there's gold inside of me right now? That is absolutely correct. And they are suggesting that because of beauty products and other things that we use, we have little deposits of minerals you know and different things and right, you right. can you can basically mine your poop and find precious metals like uh, platinum silver gold wow that's very interesting i don't that's... use a lot of beauty products um well, that's one example right uh, that is very interesting you know poop has been getting a lot of uh, good pr lately <laughs> Because, you know, there's the thing where feces, uh, you can cure uh, some sort of stomach illness by taking feces pills. Doesn't it come out of your stomach, though? Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't it's make like, any sense. No, it's somebody with, a, I don't know, certain, there's a certain disorder where if you take feces mm-hmm. in pill no. form, it cures you. And I've actually looked into this. You can become a feces donor. Mm-hmm. I and read it's, that. Yeah, and um, I actually found the one nearest me, and I, I have not made a contribution to science yet, but it sounds like a real fun um, organization. I, I should, probably should get the name of it and plug them, but just Google feces deposit program. <laughs> Then you can do it. So you can find it. This is how you're going to survive the. No, it's great. Uh, I, end I of think the world. you get paid. You can get paid yeah, like a lot of you. money. You get like forty bucks or something, from what I saw. And then there's all these fun contests, like, uh, like, like if you're the biggest in your area, or like <laughs> best consistency, or like amount of floating time, or something. Like, there's a bunch of like they make it a fun game. Um, oh. so check that out the apocalypse is coming at least we spoke about something we can all relate to I know I should f- see if there's a verse about that I'm sure Natalina is thrilled to be on this episode and the excrement of man shall be worth as much as gold or something it's in revelations that, it, revelation singular no it's in uh, it's m- found multiple times in revelation so it's revelations i'm sorry (laughs) let's move on what's the point of this episode again what are we doing here apocalypse update what's trying to kill us Uh, none of what i've been talking about is trying to kill us so let's move on 
Well, on March 18th, which was, I guess, what, just a few days ago, 2,000 snow geese in Idaho fell from the sky, dead. Right. And apparently they're saying it was from avian cholera, but there's a lot of controversy about it because it's it, kind of the idea of, so they all got sick at the same time and they all just died at the same died time. At the they, exact same time. Yeah. So, of course, I mean, you remember, I think it was one or two years ago where there was all of these bird deaths where birds were just falling out of the sky everywhere. Right. Um, and so, now it's the geese. Well, aren't they, uh, geese. Weren't they getting ripped open or something, too? Like, it was pretty nasty the way they Yeah, were there was a couple of different cases. where I don't remember where the other one was. I don't have that article, but I did read about that where uh, I think that was crows or something, and they fell out of the sky, and their bodies were, like, eviscerated. Yikes. And, um, Yikers. Yeah. Those velociraptors are back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously. No, it is really strange, though. And this stuff like this has been happening. Re- when I say recently, I mean in, the, in, in years. In years, multiple years of time on the Gregorian calendar, which Gans is not ascribed to. <laughs> but, you know, it's, I've heard stuff like uh, birds will fly through a big methane cloud from cattle or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of, obviously, there's space robots targeting our precious waterfowl now and, and zapping them with lasers or something. Do you have, did you write about this in your book, Gons? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's totally. No, you're just giving up on this episode. Yeah, no, I, no, I did. I, I, well, not exactly about the, the animal deaths there, but yeah, it's possible, you know, they're messing with the ionosphere and they got like laser weapons and stuff maybe they accidentally like you know like hey we're gonna try to test uh, our new laser on this uh, open ocean area here and uh, oh mm-hmm. oops sorry entire population of geese all right you know right well there are a lot of weird weapons coming out there was just an announcement for the intercontinental rocket that can hit anything on earth from america which doesn't seem like that big of a progression. I think a lot of people thought we already had that, but now it's, yeah, it's official just, now because yeah, they reported it. <laughs> literally blow up anything just with a button and a computer, yeah. um, which isn't a new concept. But also lasers. We've got working lasers yeah. now in the Navy. Yeah. Got, um, yeah, I mean, they've, they've had that for so long, and now they're like, oh, we're testing it, and it works. Right, and it's, it's all like, being... Guys, you guys have had this for over, I would say, over several decades, but, you know. Yeah. What are you well, going to do? We haven't gotten to the moon yet, though, so... No. Not yet. Well, an article just came out today about Boeing patenting a Star Wars-style force field. Oh, yeah. Apparently, the picture... Accompanying this article on CNET is literally a picture from Star Wars. So they're taking some artistic liberties here. But apparently it is some sort of a plasma arc that will cover, you know, I don't know, people on a battlefield and protect them from incoming explosions. It says using lasers, electricity, and microwaves. I like how they put electricity. <laughs> electricity. <laughs> electricity. We need this. You know, the, the thing in light bulbs, we need that for this, too. <laughs> you know what's weird is, like, I, I made a video about this a couple weeks ago, but NASA came out with that poster where, like, you know, they were pretending like they were 
Jedi's, you know, and they were holding lightsabers and oh, the, yeah. the moon was depicted as the death star, you know? Yeah. And I kind of like, <laughs> you know, my imagination goes a little wild and I'm like, what if like the real Armageddon and all that stuff that's going to happen mm-hmm. is like this weird convergence of the star Wars mythos and reality, like getting closer and closer and clashing into this explosion of sci-fi reality goodness. Well, well, it kind of is because um, the laser that I talked about earlier that uh, who, oh, Lockheed Martin, yep. they created it. And um, what it does is it has several different laser beams and focuses them into one laser beam. And then that laser beam shoots out and destroys a truck. Sounds or, familiar. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, Tatooine. Um <laughs> Or Naboo, I guess. But, uh, yeah, and that that's exactly what the Death Star laser does. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I made a video about that, too, if I'm not mistaken. You made a video about Mister, pretty much everything. Pretty much yeah, everything the last say, two months. Exposed! He's on it. <laughs> Debunked! Make sure to uh, go to Facebook.com, search Canary Cry Radio, and like our Facebook page, and you can get daily video updates from Gons. On all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Hopefully no more rants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Gon's rant. Debunked. Debunked. Debunk my own That'll rant. That'll be my next video. Yeah, I'm going to start posting debunking videos on our page. So it's just, <laughs> you come out. Antichrist revealed Daniel 927 and the seven-year covenant. And then another one comes out like an hour later. Antichrist revealed Daniel 927 and the seven-year covenant. Debunk. <laughs> and then I just Photoshop your face like red eyes and just totally discredit you. Do you know what's funny? There was a guy, when Chris White was doing a lot more videos on YouTube, this guy made like a video about Chris White, the mind parasite or something. Yeah. And it yep. was like Chris White's face and it was like all like contorted and like his eyes turned to reptilian eyes. And it was like, yeah. what in oh the world gosh. is going on? Really, really uh, fascinating um, research. <laughs> <laughs> that video was great. Well, be careful for the, uh, the Python thieves. Tell us about them. Because the British police had to hunt down thieves who stole 38 pythons. That is not at all what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say that the pythons were the were doing the thieving. Oh no, no, no! Kind no. of like they get got trained to slither in, slither in, slither into like museums and yeah. steal stuff. Actually, the article says that it's uh, pythons are not very. These pythons are not very uh, scary, so they were not going to be a threat to mm. uh, society because they're non venomous and and eight of them are pregnant. So and, it's not uh, like a terrorist plot. No, unfortunately. Uh, I Just don't know. some guy trying to make a quick buck on pythons. I guess. <laughs> uh, that was right. So a if fail. you guys want to talk about ways that we could die that people don't think about, this article just popped up for me. Okay. This is from the Daily Mail, UK. Uh. Return of the Woolly Mammoth. Yeah. Scientists take giant step towards recreating extinct beast after inserting 14 genes into elephant. It says a huge step towards recreating the woolly mammoth has been taken who have inserted these genes into the DNA of a live elephant 
and something Harvard University elephant genome, very sciency. But this new method is being called CRISPR, and um, they are predicting Sounds delicious. That- I know. And they're predicting that they're going to be able to bring back or clone a woolly mammoth in the more near future than they had initially expected. So death by mammoth. That's pretty good. I I know. I heard about that. That it's going to take a few generations, I guess, to like fully bring back a full mammoth. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you know, human beings are capable of incredibly stupid things not saying that bringing back a woolly mammoth would be necessarily bad i mean we are we are playing god but um (laughs) i mean there's a reason why there's cave paintings of woolly mammoths destroying whole villages (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like there's a reason where this is basically a movie like somebody better make a movie and it starts out with an archaeologist in a cave and like this woolly mammoth is destroying civilization and then he goes through an adventure to make them make sure nobody brings one back to life and then it's back to life and then it comes around it destroys new york city but then mm. in the end you learn that it has feelings and <laughs> was beauty that killed the beast in the end thank you thank you everyone that was good that's good thank you well i thought Uh, this could also just be propaganda for the new jurassic park movie that's coming out but it should be yeah anyway they seem to be implying that this is sort of fast tracked the efforts to bring back the woolly mammoth and so now they're working on it in a joint effort between russia and south korea so what could go wrong So, yes, we're going to have a woolly mammoth. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. And it's going to have <laughs> lasers mounted on its tusks. And, mm. and Putin is going to be riding it around. You know what I think is hysterical? Like, why, you know, in like the geopolitical front, it's like, oh, Russia's going to invade and they're going to nuke us and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But then every scientific endeavor, it's always like these nations that are against each other working together to create like the most heinous possible apocalyptic yeah you know because meaning. science and technology are the only way to world peace guns mm. i heard that once really did somebody say that somebody said it troll uh, i'm just gonna let you i'm gonna let you carry this from now <laughs> there's, on. A, there's a um there's a recent trend that's starting to uh, take hold with people and it's basically this idea of dying well or like designing your death yeah and creating a better way to die and i don't know it's weird it's like there's all these studies done there's a guy at the university of toronto named mike massimi he's a computer science phd candidate and he's basically talking about how with our technology we should be able to design our death yeah mm. i've I mean, then there's, um, you know, there's that story of that lady in where Oregon, right, yeah, that, who yeah. chose to die, uh, right. had her assisted suicide or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some, there's some quiet dignity in that. Yeah, but it, but in the end, it's still suicide, isn't it? Like, if you yeah. want to, if you like, I get it. If you're like kind of old and you kind of want to figure out, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're just like, I have a disease and I just can't deal with it, I just rather die. Yeah, but would, and now we're just going to talk about this for a second. 
but like <laughs> just to would, set up just the fact that we're gonna talk about <laughs> in case you weren't aware well i mean i don't know compare that to other things i'm could like theoretically going on a really dangerous military mission and you die with does that count as suicide like putting well, yourself in danger or something like that is the intent of that to die or is the intent of it to do something super dangerous and survive? You know, that's right. That's a good question. The question. What if you go into it like a really cool movie star and you're like, I got nothing to lose where you're not really <laughs> wanting to die, but you don't care if you do. And you know, you probably will. Mm. Yeah. Come on guys. I know it's early. Catch up here. Well, I, I mean, this is kind of serious, but I did just hear uh, uh, someone talking about it on the radio yesterday about this assisted suicide thing. And it was, I think it's Belgium where they've completely legalized it. And they're saying it's become a real, a real like problem. It's increased exponentially. And people, you know, I don't think there's any rules or regulations on what qualifies a uh, person for euthanasia so there was like this whole thing about this person who was transgendered and then they were upset about the results of the operation and so then they went right. through with euthanasia and stuff and so now they're saying that in the u.s there is this push to um it's not necessarily euthanasia but to give people the option if they have like a terminal illness or something to be sedated indefinitely unto death so it's essentially like okay, well you're not killing the person, but you're putting, you're putting them, them in, in a coma, basically a coma forever until they die. Are they? Like, I've read that they've they're able to put like replace your blood with like saline, like a saline uh, replacement type thing, yeah. and keep mm -hmm. your body cooled down and sort of. I guess it's sort of like cryogenics, but your body doesn't completely freeze. It's like you're you're still alive, but you're just not pumping blood. You know. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. So what is it? Is that a is that an assisted suicide? Well, thing? no. I mean, they're they're the, what they're doing is they're able to do surgeries and stuff with it, you know. But <laughs> then some people, you know, I guess are choosing to stay in that state or whatever. But I, I don't know. This whole thing just to me, it's like the globalists are like, yes, we finally got them to kill themselves, you know. Well, yeah, because yeah, that's what it does open the door for, you know, this whole, you know how there was the big thing in the last election about um, death panels, you know, oh, yeah. where, you know, you've hit this certain age, you're a burden to society, maybe we should just off you, you know, and that was like the big scare. But it does open the door for weird stuff like that, where it's like, you know, if people are super ill and they have become expensive to maintain their health you know could government step in and you know lightly suggest hey you know you could just die mm -hmm. <laughs> you know you'd feel a lot better uh, does it like give their uh, their children and relatives like a tax break you know like like <laughs> right? hey if you if you uh you know if you go through with this you know your children will get a little extra something from the government you know mm -hmm. that would be scary yeah it's possible I know a lot of people who would probably buy into that. Well, on a lighter note, <laughs> in 1992, serious. in 1992, over serious. 20 years ago, a uh, an ocean cargo ship spilled thir about 30,000 rubber ducks into the ocean, and those ducks have been traveling the globe. 
and um, they've been found 17,000 miles away from where they spilled, which, you know, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but because the Earth's circumference is, what is it, like, what is it, that, it's, eight? It's probably something like that. Eight no, it's or something? More, no, it's more than that. Ten? I don't know. Anyways, so that happened. Um, so watch out for the attacks from the seas from 30,000 rubber duck soldiers. Earth's circumference is about 25,000 miles. 25. Okay. Yeah, I'm... Uh, Eight. <laughs> you living on, are you living on Eight. like Venus I wonder what or I was something? thinking of. What was I thinking of? Maybe Di- it's... The diameter? Eight, maybe? I think it might be 8,000 miles to England. Is that a thing? That could be it. Yeah. That, that might be it. Because it's what, 3,000 across the U.S.? So, yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's a thing. One plus two is four. Okay, Gons. <laughs> <laughs> now All you're right. just being sassy. Now you're just kind of no, sassy. Just sassy. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if you've uh, seen this, Basil, but out here in uh, where I'm at, Southern California, the Long Beach ports. Uh, there's been like a worker stoppage and when you drive by the ocean you see all these cargo ships just lined out into the ocean it's kind of scary it's like a you know it's kind of like a reality check yeah you know i'd been away from the sea for a while but i as you know i recently returned to the sea and um it was unbelievable how much stuff is just sitting out off the coast that wasn't there yeah even you know it was really actually kind of spooking me it out. It is spooky. It's really weird. And you're thinking like, okay, when is it actually going to affect me? You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really weird. I don't like it. Um, a fun fact for everybody, plants uh, eat the sun and poop out air. <laughs> a lot of pooping in this episode. <laughs> yeah. So I thought I'd just throw that in there. Cycle of life. Mm-hmm. Oh. God designed it that way. Yeah, so I know. He's go. a genius. true. He's a genius. He's a genius. So, Natalie, what's going on in your life? Well, this one just, this will interest you, Gons, uh, for sure. I think this is just, this just happened, but an Airbus just crashed near CERN. Oh, yeah. And they're asking whether or not it had something to do with, I don't know, radiation, magnetism. Yeah. Uh, Black holes opening up portals into other dimensions, all sorts of stuff. Somebody could be living a real life lost right now. Yeah. It says, did the magnetic field created by CERN take down this plane? You would think that there, they would have thought to like, not let people fly near it, you know, given it's cosmic ramifications that already exist. Oh yeah. But it's already, I'm, I'm trying to look for this thing here. Okay, okay, so it's got a chart of this flight just going down. Wow. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know anything more about it. And this this article, that's it's, it's actually a video, so I'm not going to watch it. But there's on the International Business Times, there's a article here talking about how, gosh, between 142 and 150 people all dead. Wow. Oh, that is that, interesting. That's not fun. No, no, I'm sorry. To that was a real yeah, bummer. Real, I mean, this is the apocalypse update, so don't feel too bad. That's um, true. Don't fly yeah. near CERN is the lesson, apparently. Yeah, don't yeah. do it. It's not a smart idea. I, I don't like what I'm looking at. I'm looking at like the the flight aware, like live flight tracking thing, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's got the normal you know like the normal flight 
chart where it's like going in altitude and all this stuff. And then towards the right end of the chart, the altitude goes way down and the speed stays the same. It's like, oh, wow. That's strange. The chart mm. of this plane crashing. That's wonderful. Thanks, whoever yeah. linked this. Thing. You can see the moment. Wow. Okay. A lot of things with airplanes. I don't, I don't like yeah. getting on airplanes. I certainly am not going to be getting on an airplane anywhere near Malaysia. I've determined yeah. that. Anywhere, basically anywhere on that hemisphere. Yeah. Uh, lots of plane problems. I love flying. Is it true? I, I read this in passing or saw it somewhere. I don't know if it's true, but like the Rothschilds took over some company that, yeah. or, or took over the patent of something that one of the guys that was on the original Malaysian flight was the uh, the author of or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So mm. whatever happened with that original Malaysian flight, and if we had the article up, we could give more about it. But this is kind of old news. Yeah, it's um, old news. A, a big thing about that Malaysian flight was, yeah, because of the de- disappearance of that airplane, the Rothschilds gained, like control of this company and blah 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 also the other malaysian flight um that crashed i believe near the ukraine or somewhere in that area of the world um was full of what was it cancer researchers aids researchers it was just a plane filled with like the world's top medical researchers so so lesson is don't get on a plane with with important people. With important people. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, what do you do? Exactly. Uh, I'm a podcaster. Oh, perfect. <laughs> we, should we should be totally cool. <laughs> uh, no, you will but, notice that no planes filled with Hollywood actors has gone down recently. So that's okay. still safe. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I don't know, you guys. Do you want me to talk about this article, this Harold Camping business? Let's let's wrap about? with that. That's a that's a really because it's you know let's it's a it. future thing. It's uh mm-hmm. it's kind of freaky. It's important. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of is. You know, most people remember back in 2011 when Harold Camping, he was the guy who was radio host on Family Radio. He had a show called Open Forum, and he predicted that the world was going to end on May 21st, 2011. Yes. And people really bought it. Like, there was a lot of people really into it. And they had this big campaign where there was billboards everywhere that said, Judgment Day, May 21st, 2011. The Bible guarantees it. And and there was legitimately a lot of people across the world who were preparing for this, that the world was going to end. I remember I followed it very closely because I just thought it was really interesting. So many people were buying into this and there were people who gave up their entire you know, nest egg, they're all of their money donated it to family radio so that they could do this billboard campaign about how the world was going to end. Well, as we know, it did not happen so there's the and and then in in the end you know harold camping tried to backtrack on it and say oh i meant october of 2011 and then october of 2011 came around world still didn't end harold camping had a stroke and later passed away in 2013 but there's this other group called e-bible fellowship and they're very closely linked to the harold camp you know they were kind of like an affiliate of the the family radio harold camping thing and it's headed by a guy named chris mccann now 
Chris McCann, he he really was kind of like the PR guy. He was on Coast to Coast AM just prior to May twenty first, two thousand eleven, and he had um, he ref- like George Norrie was like, well, if the if this doesn't happen, are you going to come on the show on May twenty second, two thousand eleven? And Chris was just like, no, it's not going to be possible because the world is going to be gone. Okay, so obviously didn't happen so they kind of all backtracked and now they're saying that judgment day legit and this is all true that um, well it's not all true but this is all what they're they, <laughs> natalina <laughs> <Don't>, comes out <laughs> you could call this apocalypse update natalina's date setting um but <laughs> um, <laughs> the they are saying that May 21st, 2011 really was judgment day, uh-huh. but it was a spiritual judgment, a silent judgment. Uh-huh. And on that day, every, all believers were judged. And th- at that time, God's salvation program ended. So they are saying that literally from May 21st, 2011 till present day, salvation is no longer possible. You cannot get saved anymore. And now we are in this prolonged judgment period. Mm -hmm. And now they're saying Chris McCann came forward. He was on Coast to Coast AM a couple of weeks ago. And he's saying that for the new end times the date is october 7th 2015 done we God. are out of here the world is going to end october but the thing is Wait, i've been october following october 15th no 17th, 17th or 7th october 7th 2015 okay. so a couple months from now a few months from now and he's saying that but because they kind of learned from 2011 they're saying strong possibility <laughs> strong likelihood but um so th- th- here's the reason why it's it's concerning because Can i just say really quick, yes yes i know that it's not gonna end on october 7th 2015 because i clearly saw in back to the future that he arrived <laughs> in the future october 21st 2015 well, we will see. We will see if that's just Hollywood propaganda. Okay. Debunked. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the reason that this is frustrating or upsetting to me is that this is this group. They're actually doing like missions trips to these different countries and they're printing out tracts that the tracts say spiritual judgment began on may 21st 2011 god's salvation program ended in 2011 no more salvation they are going to africa and south america and all these different places what's the point Um, of mission if you're like what are they what are they saying salvation is over yeah well that was my question too but what they're saying is what they want to do is find the believers and let them give them hope and encouragement that you you're in 
<laughs> you if you were saved by the 2011 May 21st, you're in. The world's going to end in October. We just wanted to let you know. So that is why they are doing all of these missions. They say they're trying to find the believers, but in the process, they're handing out these tracts to everyone that they come upon, and they wear these bright yellow shirts and they wear these picket signs. I've got pictures of it in the article that say like salvation ended on in 2011. The world's going to end in October. So, to me, although it's kind of a funny story, it's like, oh gosh, they're they're setting dates again. You know, these crazy people in this cult. It upsets me because, you know, if there are people out there, especially in these third world countries that, you know, maybe they haven't heard the good news yet. They haven't heard the gospel yet. They don't know any better and these missionaries are coming to them telling them if you didn't get saved yet sorry you kind of missed the boat like yeah. that's really dangerous and really sad so i think that's a reason why people should care about it uh-huh. maybe even more so than the 2011 business because now they're saying and this is the end of the salvation program at what yeah. point do you uh because okay, first off, there's a couple of things that run through my my head here. Because the first thought is, how the heck are these people surviving? Like, who's who's giving him money? Like, who's around going like, oh my gosh, I, I totally buy into what you're saying. Here's you know whatever a tithe or whatever, and like, I don't know. It's just I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah. just. I'm, I'm no, just, people uh, are sending them money. People, I know, and, they and have I remember, been. and I remember the last time too. It was a big deal, and people sold everything and gave up all their whatever and like i don't know that that just blows my mind number one because you know we're over here trying to do a podcast and we're like barely making it and here these guys are lying to people and i guess lies sell but the other thing is if he was a really good pr guy you know like after may 21st of whatever 2011 i would have played the whole like hey i don't know what you're talking about that must be from like a parallel universe kind of thing you know like like i, I don't know what i, know, I don't know i have never no said that. idea what you're talking about you know yeah well or something that's a better tactic i think than uh, oh no no hey uh you know there's a new thing and then what's going to happen this time because this mccann yeah. guy is pretty young right yeah he is well you know to me and 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 i kind of highlight this in the article to me this is like a textbook case of cognitive dissonance where it's like you know you have this prediction you put your whole heart into believing that it's going to happen and when it doesn't happen you have sort of this crisis of you know well okay it didn't happen but i was so my heart was so set on it i kind of have to somehow justify it yeah and that is what ended up happening where they're saying well we weren't actually wrong about may 21st 2011 we just were wrong about how it was going to go down you know because the the thing that they don't like to talk about is the fact that at that time they were telling people there was going to be earthquakes that were going to start in new zealand and it was going to go through every time zone until the whole world was gone you know so they had a very elaborate thing worked out that didn't happen so but it is really it's 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 a very textbook cognitive dissonance and i imagine that when the world does not end on october 2015 they're going to come up with some other 
way to justify it. Yeah, and they're going to have to change all of their picket signs too. You know, mm-hmm. that's like that's a big issue for me personally, and it's a big issue for everybody else. Whenever you're having to put your thoughts on a big sign, especially when it says like you're too late, you can't be saved. Like there's there's I'm, I'm looking uh, Natalina on your website here. This mm-hmm. is the link that you sent here. And no hay mas salvación. Yeah. 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 Like there's, and he's obviously in another country. Hand, he's handing out a track in a bright mm-hmm. yellow shirt with a big sign strapped to his back just to share with other people that they're going to hell. Like right. there's no, there's no hope for them. And, um, you know, it's sad. It's very sad. It's very sad. And, uh, you know, if there's anybody listening out there, it, it reminds me of, I was, I was at, a parade. What parade was it? It was the Rose Bowl Parade. Rose Parade? Whatever. Ro- the New one Year's on- Rose Parade. Yes. The does one. It, does that get broadcast across America or is that just I believe here? it does. It's, it's oh. like the second famous wow. parade. Yeah. I think it's like on the same level as Macy's Day. A lot smaller in person, I will say that. Uh, kind of like Mount Rushmore. But before the parade... <laughs> They allow people to like walk the parade route, and there were just tons of people of Christians picketing, and and there's a guy rolling a humongous Bible. It was like a six foot Bible that he made out of paper mache, and he was rolling it down the street on a dolly, and uh, he was just shouting into a microphone. Oprah's going to hell. Joel Olstein's a pervert. Oprah's going to hell. Joel Olstein's a perv. Just repeating that over and over and over. And I'm like, what in the world are you trying to accomplish right now? Literally, all he's doing is making people uncomfortable. That's all yeah. he does. And not in a good way. He's just giving. He's, I like to think of him as a spiritual disinfo agent because nobody's like, hey, you know what? That guy's actually got some pretty good ideas. Let's check out this Jesus guy. You know, I mean? it does nothing for the kingdom. No. No. And it's the same pretty much any time you see a Christian with a picket sign and a bullhorn, it doesn't look good for us. Um, no. You know, and, and there, I'm again, I'm not trying to condemn everybody out there. I know there's a lot of picketing for against abortion clinics and things like that. But even then, it can go too far. Yeah. That's all I got. No, I, I agree with you. And I think that, you know, as someone who hasn't always been a believer, I can say that when I would encounter things like that as a non-believer, it did it it it, it did nothing for me. It didn't make right. me consider my salvation or anything like that. I would feel very attacked and condemned and I would I would either A make fun of the person and I'm not proud of that, but you know, that would be my unnatural instinct. Or- I was making fun of the person. <laughs> I was sitting in a crowd watching this guy go down and the lady next to me, I can't remember exactly what the, the words are, but she's like, ugh, these Christians. I'm like, I know! This is ridiculous! <laughs> and I'm like, born-again believer. And I'm like, bonding with this lady over how ridiculous mm-hmm. this guy is being. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, 
I'm, I'm just used I'm, to cutting gons off and I have no moral <laughs> quandaries about that. It's, it's perfectly fine. Cause I'm absolutely agreeing with you. I think that it's, it, it, it maybe, maybe in some instances it works if people are walking around with, you know, picket signs that say the end is nigh or whatever the case is. But I think in general, if you're really trying to help people and get people saved, I think that the more effective way to do it is to love them and, and show them compassion and meet them where they are and not sort of come at them in this really super aggressive, um, condemning fashion and i know people get upset when sometimes when they hear me say things like that because you know there's a very real reality about you know if you're not saved you know you're going to go to hell and stuff like that but i don't really buy into the idea of scaring people into salvation because is that a true conversion if they're just like you know i better I, I I better look into this Jesus guy because I don't want to burn in hell. You know, I think it's right. a lot more effective to speak about the love of Christ and 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 display, you know, Christ, you know, be his representatives to people who don't know him. And I don't think necessarily think picket signs are accomplishing that. Yeah, well, it, there's no biblical prerogative, at least I'm aware of, that tells us or commands us to. Uh, picket or stand on a street corner and start yell at people and threaten them about hell and right uh, there's just none of that you know i mean jesus his whole thing was like healing people and you know mm-hmm. that that was his minute like that's how he did his thing and so right. I, I think sure. that's kind well, of the model. A personal thing yeah and you yeah. notice most of the people who get healed slash you know are saved are people who genuinely came to jesus like on their own and you have to do that you can't force anybody to right really do that so and jesus was much more critical of people who were already believers he called them out on their sins but he broke bread with people who were prostitutes and thieves and you know that is how he reached people was through that sort of love and compassion and and i believe that that is something that we should emulate amen sister Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. So that wasn't very apocalypsy, but that was the good news. That was probably good. the most eclectic sort of <laughs> maneuvering of. I mean, he went from human poop to the gospel. I mean, that was just. You're not going to get that anywhere else. Diversity on the internet. Dynamics, more D words. It's great. Mm-hmm. Only here on Canary Cry Radio. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. What do you guys think? That's good. Natalie, you, why don't you share are with... Are you afraid the, yet? Me? Are you, everybody. Are you afraid oh. of the apocalypse yet? Because that's, that's the whole point You know, here. the apocalypse means revealing, right? Yeah. It's terrifying. Unveiling. Well, yeah. It depends on what is being unveiled. Are you giving me a Hebrew lesson right now? Yes. No, not okay. Hebrew. Greek. Greek. <laughs> I was just wondering if you're giving me a Hebrew lesson. I know Apocalypse is Greek. <laughs> non sequiturs. Man, we're really, really going for it today. I was trying to let Natalina share, uh, you know, where people can find her stuff. And okay. so she can plug her little corner of. Do it. Mm-hmm. Plug it. Plug it sure. in. Sure. Well, uh, you can find my website at extraordinaryintelligence.com. Come and everything is there, you know, the archives to my uh, radio show, Beyond Extraordinary. 
Uh, you can find it all there. You can find links to all of the places I am on social media. I have a new Facebook um, fan page that I'm 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 trying to compete with Canary Cry Radio here, you guys. So Aww. go find my Facebook fan page and give it give it a little likey poo. And uh, like. yeah, but. Everything is all under the banner. <laughs> Everything is all under the banner of extraordinaryintelligence.com. Also, Extraordinary Boutique. Oh, yeah. Necklaces. Buy mm -hmm. them. Bracelets. Yeah. I make jewelry, you guys. That's how I that's how I pay my server fees. <laughs> and I wanted to, you know, we wanted to plug Natalina because you have a good set of interviews and stuff coming out. You know, not your typical sort of fringe stuff. And I know people have been mm -hmm. on your case about like, oh, wow, you're not going to be fringe anymore. And that's not really what's yeah. going on. Uh, but it oh. will be good to check that out because I think Basil and I are going to jump off the edge of the earth, literally, in the yeah. next few episodes. So if you want, well, you know, good grounded stuff, go to Natalina because we're going to be a little <laughs> nuts for a while. Can I just clarify something on that really quick? Yes. Um, so I was on the, I was a guest on the Mind Renewed with Julian Charles within the like, past couple of weeks. And it was a really great interview. It was really fun. But he, um, I had mentioned in one of my episodes that I'm feeling very moved to kind of take my show in a specific direction. Uh -huh. And I had used the term that I was going to kind of move away from some of the more fringy topics. And so the way he presented the question to me was that you are coming out of the fringe movement or something like that and i i didn't clarify it very well i was like yeah you know i'm not doing that stuff anymore but really i don't want it to come off that way because a i don't want that to be insulting to anyone who really spends time looking at this speculative yeah. stuff you know Hello. I, but you know, I mean, I'm I'm your guys's biggest fan, obviously. So, uh, I I certainly am not coming down on anyone who does explore those kinds of things. For me, because when I got saved, I felt very moved to use my platform to expose the new age and talk about matters of that nature. I feel like I kind of got away from that a little bit in the past year or so. So. It's more about me trying to get a little bit back into that gear. So, you know, I've got an upcoming series on um, cults and stuff like that. I'm going to be publishing, um, maybe by the time this comes out, it'll be out. But a show that I did with some people who are ex-Mormons, I want to explore things of that nature, but it's not, I mean, I'm going to have fringe stuff still on my show. I will always be affiliated with the fringe movement. I am the fringe. So I, <laughs> you heard it here. Natalina is the fringe. Always. Debunked. <laughs> so don't don't you know assume that i'm somehow you know all of a sudden because somebody sent me an email they're like well what are you going to talk about it's just going to be a straight up bible study now or something <laughs> you know oh, and and well first of all like that's such a bad thing I know. but <laughs> that sounds super boring Ugh, but that, the bible <laughs> <laughs> talk about reptilians <laughs> but to me talking about things like the supernatural and stuff isn't fringy i mean that's just standard scripture stuff but unfortunately i guess some people do think of that as sort of unorthodox so right. anyway that's what i'm talking about all right clarified clarified debunked here on this apocalypse 
update. No, and that's, you know, it's, 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 I understand there's seasons. Everything goes through seasons. And, uh, you know, if you got to move out of talking about the moon being a hologram and, uh, the earth being hollow and UFOs being a, uh, small segment of, you know, our military's connection with extraterrestrial life, you got to do that. You gotta go I would just recommend called. people listen to Canary Cry Radio for that. Mm. <laughs> Plugging Especially our show yeah, on, on our, our show. show. <laughs> That's the kind of gal I am, you guys. You It's so nice. So pleasant. One of our very mm-hmm. best friends here at Canary Cry Radio. Yay. Thank you so much, Natalina, for joining us on this Apocalypse Update. Super fun. Yes. And make sure to go check out her website, extraordinaryintelligence.com. I hope that was right. Yes. I've in the past I've incorrectly stated your website. Um, but that's what it is. So go do that, check it out, buy a necklace, buy a bracelet, help support her work, her ministry, and uh also, you know, Canary Cry Radio, we got a website too. We got a Facebook. Go check it out. Give us a jingle. You can see just a deluge of videos that Gon Gons has been producing, I think once a day, right? I try once a day. He, he tries once a day. So there you go. Lots of material. All right. Thanks, everybody. This has been Canary Cry Radio Apocalypse Update. All the things you didn't know you should be afraid of. Tune in next time. But until then, think outside of the cage. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> 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 uh, All right. Okay, good job, everybody. <laughs>